Welcome to Your Wellness. I'm wellness coach Lisa Lounsbury, and in today's episode, I sit down with Lee Gagnon from Oshawa, Ontario, Canada, to talk about his wellness journey. As a former police officer and a retired firefighter, Lee shares the struggles he faced with the effects of his 32-year career helping others in crisis. You will hear how Lee survived two serious accidents, the loss of loved ones, and what he has learned through his recovery and his new wellness journey. Over the past few years, Lee has worked with some unconventional healing practices as well as traditional lifestyle habits in an effort to rebuild both his mind and body. Lee and I have this discussion while sitting near the water at Playa del Coco in beautiful Costa Rica. It's the first time I record an outdoor interview and hope you enjoy both this impactful story and the background sounds of the ocean. All that and more on your wellness. Hey, we're here for another episode of Your Wellness. I'm here with my next guest, Lee Gagnon. Lee is a gentleman from originally from Oshawa, Canada, and you probably can already hear the waves. We're sitting here in beautiful Costa Rica overlooking the beach, and hopefully you could hear us through the, through the waves. But we're here to talk to a retired Toronto firefighter who's also a former Durham police officer, and he's living here permanently in Costa Rica. He has survived two very severe accidents, which has impacted his physical and mental health. And I'm happy to say that he has found a path to recovery, but his story is much more than that. So I want to introduce Lee and uh, he's going to tell you his story. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Lisa. I appreciate it. <laughs> nice to be here. Now, I first met Lee uh, when he showed up for a yoga class um, with, that I was teaching. And then he started to share his story about how he's He's finding opportunities to recover. So maybe start off with your backstory and then we'll walk forward. Sure. Um, uh, Well, I started policing in 89 and uh, developed uh, some severe PTSD from that. Uh, Of course, you don't know you'll have PTSD when you're in in that realm. Um, In 2010, I uh, hit a tree on my snowmobile and I snapped C1. And for those of you who don't know C1 you should be either dead or a quadriplegic some graces of God were hovering over me at some point in time and uh, my healing process from that was uh, the physical healing was uh, a halo for three and a half months and then a heart collar for another month and a half and then a month later I decided to take my first Harley ride and I got run over downtown Toronto on my Harley and I broke my neck and my back, and uh, I broke C567, T123, I broke my shoulder blade, I broke all my ribs on the left side, front and back, collapsed my lung, I injured my hip, and uh, ended up subsequently having a knee replacement. Wow. Yeah. So. And it's, it's a miracle you are walking today and doing everything you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, it, sure, it surely is. <laughs> so you're out of the hospital, and what did you notice? With your mind and your body? Well, I was completely lost. I was hating the world. I had a, a lovely girlfriend at the time. Uh, she took time off schooling to take care of me, but it was all me, 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 me. So I was not who I am today. I was not who I was before that. So it was, I was in darkness for quite, a, quite some time. Quite some time. And when did you realize that? And like, what was the first step to seeking uh, recovery? Uh, well, I didn't realize I was that bad until I got down here. And uh, three years ago, I embarked, I guess two and a half years ago, I embarked on plant medicine. So I had a lot of really good friends that uh, supported me. And I was hard to live with. I was hard to be around. Um, 
you know, I also, and, and if I give a little bit of a background, I played university football, I tried out the CFL, so there was arrogance there, I was a cop. I tried not to be an arrogant cop, I, and I can honestly say I'm the one who had to look in the mirror, so I, I did the job the best I could, but I lost faith in the entity of it and the, and the politics of it, and I had to leave because I was going to put a gun in my mouth. Um, got onto the fire department, Toronto Fire saved my life at the time, then I had these accidents. Um, subsequently to the second accident, um, when I healed from that, I, uh, I actually bought a Harley while I was in the hospital recovering because <laughs> I knew if I didn't get back on it, I wouldn't get on. Okay. And uh, then I talked my best friend into going on a, uh, a, a ride, um, a, a rally in the States he didn't want to go on and I kind of bullied him like guys do. And he ended up getting run over and killed oh, by a dump no. truck on his way there. And then a few months later, my mother died and I'm a mama's boy. So I went very dark. And what I started to do was party. And I partied like a rock star at home. I was drinking five bottles of whiskey a week. One a night and then I'd take two nights off. And was no alcoholic, but uh, I was a good partier and fun to be around. And booze doesn't, um, uh, it's not a downer for me. It's actually an upper for me. Um, never needed it. it. I would always take a month and a year and just say, okay, I'm not going to do it. But I had no exercise. My body was sore. My mind was broken. My heart, my soul, everything was gone. Oh, boy. So I ended up coming down here. And what happened, the reason I came here, one winter hit and my neck was on fire. I couldn't move. There was a blowtorch on my whole body. I was just in tears 24-7. I said I had to get out of here because I was on disability until two years ago um, when I hit my 32 years and then I formally retired from the fire department. But um, I got down here and all of a sudden it's a different world. There's no responsibility and there's no accountability. Mm -hmm. And again, my party days went wild. And uh, three years I, I landed and three years later I was still partying. And uh, I had a lot of friends in the medicine world. And uh, my first year, one of my best friends down here, Denise, uh, she's heavy into the medicine world. And she's actually starting a retreat up in La Fortuna. She kept saying, do you, uh, you want to come? Do you want to come? And I said, those guys are weirdos. I don't want to <laughs> be involved with anything to do with it. And now I'm one of those weirdos <laughs> in a sort of uh, you know distant way kind of thing. So, um, so three years go by and I just, something clicked. I don't know what it was. I knew always that I was going to come out of that role. I knew it. I just didn't know when. Mm -hmm. I wasn't afraid of getting lost. Um, uh, I just had fun. And then something clicked and boom. I said, let's give it a shot. And I tried ayahuasca. Um, and I, and I'm the kind of guy that goes balls to the wall. I do it all. I jump in with both feet. So the first year I did nine ayahuasca ceremonies. I did nine Cambo ceremonies. I did four Bufo ceremonies and I wasn't allowing any time for, you need to just sit back and take it all in and the word will pop into my head in yeah. a second. But you must need time to process all of that. Well, that's part learning. of this word and why I can't think of this word. Yeah, it's 50% medicine, it's 50% yeah. integration. Okay, so the integration is the processing, it's the sitting back, it's right. the taking it all in, listening to the messages and making changes in your life. And when I went through these ceremonies, I, I should preface by saying I came down on nine medications, you know, anxiety, anger, um, pain, you name it, acid reflux, rest, restless leg, insomnia, all of that. Um, 
And uh, on my seventh ayahuasca ceremony, I purged a gallon of black tar out of my body, all the poisons. It was like a volcano. It was in four stages, and I thought I lost my intestines and oh my everything. Goodness. And I was instantly off all my medications. I wow. take a blood pressure pill today. Um, I had gained 75 pounds after my accident. Uh, up until last year, I've now lost 30 of those pounds. And I am on, a, I'm on the goal to lose the remainder of the weight, get back to who I used to be. I was always a goal-driven um, individual. I'm a psych major out of university. So uh, I, I used to test myself and challenge myself all the time and I'm starting to feel human again for the first time. So that, the working out, the exercising last year, the losing of the weight catapulted me to take it to another level this year. Um, well, towards the end of the last season, I started with a personal trainer down here in a boot camp sort of uh, thing, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. I walked by the yoga every morning. I do uh, power walks every morning with my dog down here five days a week. And I watched you walk yeah, by Yeah, I'd walk by. I know everyone in your group most of the times, and I would always wave, and I kept saying to Ian, yeah, I'm coming one day, I'm coming. And I've been saying for three years I'm going to come. Yeah. And this year I just said I have to do it. And it worked out perfect because you were teaching on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and those are my days off. Yeah. The only difference is I make sure I get up a little bit earlier now to get my walk in before, and I come to the yoga. And uh, so that's where we are here. My body is feeling much better. Uh, I golfed 62 rounds of golf last summer. That's my other passion. Uh, I scuba dive here. Actually going out on Tuesday, I told you. Um, and uh, I pulled away. I mean, I still like to have fun. I still get drunk once in a blue moon, but uh, my friends will probably say a little more than once in a blue moon. <laughs> but nowhere near to, what, uh, to the level that I used to, nor do I want to. Um, I've listened to my messages on this journey and um, I've pulled away from a lot of the people that don't fill my cup. They're still buddies of mine, but mm -hmm. I don't need to give my energy to them. Mm -hmm. I've learned about energy. I've learned about me. I've learned about taking care of me. I still struggle. Um, this path of healing, I don't think we ever become fully healed. Um, I have peeled a lot of layers of that proverbial onion away, but I have many more to go. I'm start I haven't done any medicine ceremonies in a year, just over a year now. Um, I'm being called to do something. I'm not sure what it is, and that's again the messages. Yep. You sit back and listen, yep. and uh, and and just feel. And I'm very intuitive. My gut has saved me as a cop, as a firefighter, and pretty much every facet of my life. And I listen to it. I'm just more acutely aware of it now. That's wonderful. Um, I was going to leave this year, Costa Rica. Uh, something told me to stay. Uh, I ended up buying a house, a piece of land, and I'm building a house, which has become very, very frustrating. And the old me would have yelled and screamed and, you know, thrown a glass or something. And I, I can't say I haven't yelled. But uh, I've broken down and cried a few times instead of <laughs> lashing out. I either cry or I lash out. And I'm okay with crying. I'm a crybaby anyway. So. Speaking of crying in a crybaby, I've seen you struggle in yoga class. I hate you, bit. just so you know. I'm not a fan. I guess yoga truly is a love-hate relationship. And I've told you, I hate stretching. All the years of hockey, all the years of football, I yeah. hate stretching. But when you go through it, you do feel so much better. And I have taken, I, I think I told you, I'm not sure, after I broke my neck the second time and on my healing, 
I took a, uh, a yoga class, um, restorative yoga, and yes. that's when you have the blocks and all yes. your the props. Yes. And ironically enough, just last week, the Don Pittens is the instructor, and I haven't seen her in years. It was the first year after my accident. And uh, she reached out and, on one of my posts and said, Lee, I'm so proud of you. You've come so far, blah, blah, blah. So isn't that phenomenal that an old yogi uh, reaches out and, and, and sees the, the, the growth. Um, even in my journey, I was, uh, we're told not to, um, not to tell the world what we go through in ayahuasca uh, because they'll think we're crazy. Some, some doctors want to put us in straitjackets, but my message was to put it out there to the world so that other people can see that a big, tough, ex-jock, tattooed guy is vulnerable and that there are other modalities of healing out there. And uh, so I chronicled everything on Facebook and I'll tell you the people that came out of the woodwork, old fire chiefs, captains, old sergeants, police sergeants, football buddies that followed me. And, and I, I think I've done uh, you know, a good job at opening doorways for them. Um, and uh, I keep getting requests all the time, keep telling, keep sharing, keep sharing, you're opening doors, you're helping. So I, I think that's my true calling. I knew my calling was to help people doing you know, the service for 32 years. But I think my real calling is helping people to, to take it to another level and really heal because I'm not a fan of Big Pharma at all. Well, I'm, I'm honored that you're able to sit here with me in this beautiful uh, setting to talk about your story. Uh, I think it's very brave and honorable, but um, like you said, it's, you feel like it's your calling. You do, you do it very naturally and very organically. And uh, I want to thank you for being so honest and open with your journey because I know there's a lot of people out there struggling and not knowing if there is hope. And when you lose hope, you know, um, that's not a good day. No, no, uh, it's my pleasure to be here for sure. And uh, no, uh, my phone never stops. It never stops people asking me, you know, how, where do I find the medicine? I, I'm starting to tell people I do yoga. I just brought Matt, my good buddy, uh, mm -hmm. to do it. He was never going to do it. I've got a, another ex-American uh, uh, football player, Danny, who's my best buddy. He's like, there's no way now he's talking about coming. And look at how many people you have at your class, right? Yeah. Uh, I've always been an open book. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I, my good friends know I'm a crier. I'm not afraid <laughs> to show that. I, I don't care. My father, when I was a young man, wouldn't let me cry. Mm. I had to pinch myself and count the pop on the ceiling and uh, it was my buddy that got killed in the uh, the bike accident that taught me how to say I love you to another man and I tell every one of my friends mm -hmm. I love them every day and it's a beautiful thing to be able to do that that is a beautiful thing yeah. I'm tingling to stop yeah. oh that's wonderful and I know your your words and your your voice and your experiences are gonna help somebody well I certainly hope so and anyone can reach out to me anytime I'm uh, I'm there for them for sure Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Uh, my pleasure, Lisa. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs>